Welcome to our podcast series, The New World of Life Sciences. Life science companies are facing unprecedented change, which is significantly impacting the existing business models. In this podcast series, we will discuss key trends and their implications for the life science industry and key imperatives for business model innovation. My name is Arne Butmann. I'm a partner at Oxygy, and I have more than 20 years of experience in helping clients in the pharma and medical device industry improve the way they work and reimagine their business models. With me today and for the whole series is my colleague, Gunter Klucek. Gunter, a quick introduction from you. Yep. I'm Gunter Klucek. I joined Oxygy as a director about a year ago. Prior to consulting, I've been working for pharmaceutical industry for more than 25 years in various operational and strategic roles in local markets, um, as well as in regional headquarters, including GM positions in Austria and Germany, and chief of staff and head of strategy in the Europe and Canada region. Thank you, Günther. So then let's dive right in. What key trends and changes would you say are life science companies experiencing today? Anne, you, you mentioned it uh, at the beginning in, in your introduction. Life science uh, industry is facing unprecedented change and disruption, resulting on the one hand in a massive threat, but also on the other hand in a lot of opportunities for those companies uh, who manage the transformation well. The marketplace is being disrupted by five key trends. Number one, what we see is a shift towards an outcome-based funding. So for payers to manage healthcare funding in a sustainable way, pharma will be paid for health outcomes and not for products uh, in future. Trend number two is certainly the empowerment of patients. Patients who are now able and willing to take greater control of their own health. Number three, it's the topic of digitalization, disruptive technology and seminal therapies, all of them driving personalization of care. Number four, those developments are certainly going to attract new competitors from outside uh, the industry. And number five is the increasing regulatory complexity given now the broader aspect uh, of healthcare solutions. Regulations like, uh, for data privacy and security, new technology standards, new scientific standards, and so on, need to be considered and managed well. Those uh, five trends underpin what's uh, happening across the life, uh, life science sector. And that is that the area of the traditional blockbuster approach is over. And new business models uh, taking those changes into considerations are certainly required. As uh, the challenges are varied, complex, and highly interdependent, they are calling for an agile and holistic transformation approach. We are recording this podcast in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. What additional impact do you think this crisis has? You know, those trends uh, have occupied the uh, industry independently of the current crisis. But uh, COVID-19 may accelerate some of the shift. Allow me to give you a few examples. We may see an accelerated move towards uh, outcome-based healthcare. Because to manage the crisis, enormous investments in healthcare resources will be needed, emptying the already stretched healthcare budgets. 
And additionally, the unwanted practice of uh, trade-off decisions, meaning who gets the resources, may become more widely accepted. Moreover, the lessons learned in terms of working virtually and remotely may speed up digital customer engagement and multi-channel marketing. Speed, speed this up in an industry with a previously face-to-face dominated uh, engagement approach. That makes perfect sense. It's not a new trend that the crisis brings forward, but it's really an acceleration of some of the existing trends. I want to go back to what you said earlier, that the blockbuster model is outdated. Why do you think so? Well, uh, the ability to develop promising molecules and push branded products with substantial marketing and, and, and uh, sales efforts into the markets is no longer sustainable. Key uh, characteristics of this model were that therapy decisions were mainly taken by healthcare professionals. Hence, the commercialization was done by a shared of voice approach with a rather generalized messaging and offerings. The way of working was pretty analog. But this model does no longer meet uh, changing market requirements. And moreover, it results in a dramatic loss in revenue every about 10 years due to the loss of ex- uh, exclusivity. And I think there is common understanding about these facts, and the industry has started to evolve their business models. So with the pressure then on prices and increasing access hurdles, Pharma has worked clearly on diversification around the product and around stakeholder engagement. Can you tell us more about the business model evolution in life sciences? Yeah, as you rightly said, the models have changed uh, towards more diverse product offerings. Portfolios nowadays are encompassing primary care, specialty care, generics, biosimilars, OTC, vaccines, you, you name it. What is also seen is specialization of therapy areas with higher med need like uh, orphan diseases. And in addition, due to the increasing payer influence, strong market access capabilities have been built. As now getting access to a market for a drug has in some instances become an even bigger hurdle than getting uh, regulatory approval. And I would Describe it as a many-to-many model. Many different stakeholders are engaged via many company functions like reps, key account managers, medically scientifically liaisons, in-field market access uh, people, and so on. And messaging and offerings are tailored to define segments. The IT infrastructure is mainly used as a process enabler rather than to create value for customer and patients. So then, given that further change in business models is inevitable in a landscape of outcome-driven, personalized healthcare with more empowered patients and fast advances in technology, how would you envision the new direction? In the new model, and uh, let's call it uh, the patient-centric model, health outcomes rather than products will be delivered. Given the fact that uh, care decisions are dominated by payers and increasingly by patients, a true patient-focused multi-stakeholder approach will be required. What does this mean? It means patients' interests are put in the center of a company's decision-making and actions. All 
aiming for a patient value creation and personalized care. So instead of mass segmentation, the stakeholder engagement approach will be one of mass customization with uh, really personalized messaging and offerings. The digital ecosystem will be the key enabler for doing this by allowing for data-driven insights and this tailored value creation. And I think irrespective of legal structure, organization form or portfolio focus, six imperatives need to be considered in adapting or building new, uh, a new business model. Uh, the first one is around strong ability for value demonstration via data, but also via services beyond the bill. Second, patient uh, stakeholder centricity. Third, the use of digital te uh, technology for value generation. Fourth, collaboration and partnership to deliver meaningful packages of care, uh, which are improving health outcomes. Fifth, a culture of learning and innovation for a constant adaptation of business models. And sixth, regulatory compliance in terms of an um, ability to manage a complex legal and regulatory um, uh, landscape in a compliant yet agile way. Thank you, Günther. Thank you for summarizing these six key imperatives for business model innovation. So in the next episodes, we will take a deeper dive into these imperatives. Specifically, we will look at the move towards health outcomes and the shift in stakeholder balance of power, which together will call for value demonstration and patient customer centricity. This concludes the first episode of our podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and tune in for our next episode.